We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right, we're back at it again for Mozart in the Jungle, uh, episode number three and four. And of course, we'll talk about uh, Gabriel Garcia Bernal. He was at the Oscars. That was a big moment. Going to talk about all things Mozart in the Jungle, episode three and four. And you know we could talk about so much more. Let's get into it right now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Okay, let it begin. I am Ronnie Jr. Stars are in my eyes. Uh, I've got a great co-host with me today. Linda and Tui. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Just enjoying a little music uh, to... to Keep us at ease as we're going to dissect two different episodes. It's like we're at the symphony. Um, very excited to be back with these two episodes um, because the show continuously speaks to us. Uh, what are your general thoughts of how the pacing of the episodes are going? I think it's great. I like this season. I think that they're really getting into the the characters a lot and their, their backstories and the relationships they've built over the years. So... I'm digging it. It ends up being like, just when you think it's going to go one way, it'll challenge and go a different way. I almost thought it was going to be maybe uberly too relationship-driven. You know, I didn't want the show to abandon its uh, original idea and be very, like, lovey-dovey only. Uh, so it's kind of tossed and turned with me on that. Hmm, okay. It's, it's kind of how I see it. Um, how about Oscars? Uh, Gabriel Garcia Bernal performed. I, I didn't get to see it. Oh, okay. That's what I was texting you about. Yeah, I, was, I didn't I was get really... to see it. So I'm, I'm sad, but I heard it was good. I just think all of these uh, stars are doing such a great job. I mean, of course, the, the uh, roles they play as well, but... Mm-hmm. From Bernadette Peters on uh, Hello Dolly and Broadway to Lola Kirk and her music that's going around right now, mm-hmm. just this is this is a solid group. Absolutely, and so talented. I have such a great question for you uh, before we start dissecting these two episodes <laughs> with a lot of humor. By the way, I was laughing at a lot of the different aspects of this show. These two episodes, I wanted. How do you describe the show to other people? Uh, like, I want to know from you when I suggest it. And I say it's a great show. I just say it's a really happy, inspirational show. And from season one, just following your dreams. And even though there might be obstacles, you you still, if you live your passion, then you're going to always be happy. And that's what this show means to me. I feel like uh, there have been moments where I'll be a little like frustrated of just whatever it is. You know, it doesn't have to be a creative endeavor specifically to, you know, conducting music. But whatever it is you can watch these these episodes and they speak to that like you say you know mm-hmm. and they re- they have re- this this show's recharged me in a lot of ways absolutely to some people I'll ask I'll tell them oh Mozart in the Jungle is very funny but I don't think it's limited to just humor but there's certainly humor whenever uh, Rodrigo de Souza speaks yeah he's definitely a character and you know it's it's a dramedy you know they have the drama and they have the comedy and they do a really good job um, bouncing between the two. I guess we could jump into uh, Significant Lover was the name of the third episode. Mm-hmm. That's coming right off the uh, the wheels, if you may, of them coming back from sort of a different Haley, Hailey Rutledge, you know, being at her, the parents' home and, mm-hmm. you know, what's the next step? So I thought it was really funny, like right off the bat, to see Rodrigo jump in there and uh, have have 
His, his, what is it? I'm not a minimalist. I'm yeah, a maxim- maximalist. All this stuff. She's like, what? I thought you were a minimalist. You had no stuff. He's like, I just didn't have a place for my stuff. I'm a maximalist. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, it's it's great for their friend. I'm sorry, their friendship, their relationship. But it's also great for like every time you feel like you know Rodrigo, there's like another aspect to learning him. A twist. Yeah. Um, they had a little bit of a moment when they were uh, talking about him moving in, this, that, and the other. But now it seems it seems legit. Do you think it's the right move at this point? I think so. But I'm, I'm wondering if he's taking it serious because when they started to talk about paying the rent and he was giving them, like, those figures and, like, a coin or whatever it was, he's like, this is for February and this is for right. April. I was like, are you taking this serious? Because what are they going to do with those things? Pawn them? Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's interesting to know uh, if he understands fully like what this all means. And mm-hmm. on some levels, towards the end of the fourth episode, uh, we'll we'll get to that in a minute. He really caught it. He really like grasped what what it is and what they are for each other. Um, in those moments, <laughs> what you just said, no, you, you still still think he kind of misses it. Yeah. Um, uh, we have a note from the booth, real quick. Let me let me just check that out. Um, oh, okay, copy that, copy that, copy that. Just make a little, uh, actually, we'll close this down. Sorry, everybody who is listening on iTunes. We're just <laughs> making minor adjustments. You know, this new studio I hadn't been in before. Um, I love it. So I love We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. No. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade Two. Play it now with Game Pass. Love it, and I, yeah. didn't even, I, did, I actually didn't even notice the uh, some of the new uh, details. But while we're talking about new details, can I tell you real quickly? We're going to get into more of the the coverage here. Linda, um, you listen to all those podcasts. I do. Not just you're not just a, a featured star on one. Uh, telling you about the Maria Maria Menounos conversations uh, with Maria Menounos. Have you given that one a listen? She's a fabulous um, from her XM Radio down to this po- new podcast where she's she can give you advice about everything. They and just she's, yeah. She's so easy to listen to. She's like. You feel like she's like a family member. Yeah. She's our family here. <laughs> she's, you know, our, our best creator. She's, like, amazing. She's inspiring. And she's putting that out there in the podcast now. And it's really cool because all you got to do is go to iTunes, subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos. It is free. Uh, those come out on Friday. I was telling the other group uh, that I do another after show with, the one that I liked the most of, of this, this uh, program – uh, Maria just wel- welcomed Tracy Edmonds. Mm. Tracy Edmonds. When we talk about like creative people, you know, so he, she's worked on Soul Food, and of course, she was a TV host, and now she's delving into her fitness brand as well, which mm-hmm. is very uh, symbiotic to all the stuff Maria's done within her book. So, talk about a good conversation and right. uplifting, much like how Mozart in the Jungle is. Yeah, you'll get that stuff with conversations uh, with Maria Menounos. Uh, you'll know where to find all that. Just search on, on iTunes. iTunes and I love it. Rock out with AfterBuzz. Um, so um, now that we're done talking about that podcast and how great it is, I want to talk about the not-so-great, dreaded even, uh, Pope performance, which is scheduled to happen. And Gloria Windsor is living for this like it's gonna be in her mind it's gonna be the best thing ever right uh, she's bringing back the new york symphony right she's bringing back not only the symphony but she's she's bringing back her sponsors and they're gonna be you know moving up in the world which is not what happens yeah well the and the funniest thing about that is it's such a big night we know that but then also 
it really is the homecoming uh, of Haley and Rodrigo. I mean, but did you think that she thought that? Did you think that she thought that this was their homecoming? I thought she thought it was very awkward for her. I think he was awkward in his own awkward way. Mm-hmm. I think she didn't like it. She was very uncomfortable with it. And we we see her struggle with that. Yeah, I think that she was going to support him. But because he's on this big, you're my girlfriend, you're my partner, you're my significant lover. Because he he's on that tip, that was in his mind. And I don't think that she was necessarily there with him yet. Like, she wasn't comfortable because she's still trying to find her own way. You mean right? you mean you don't think she was comfortable as far as like the label? The it? label. Oh, um well, whether it was like the label or if it wasn't, whether like let's say let's say for instance she was cool with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's cool for you amongst your people, but to like make it that big of an awkward scene that that was horrible for her. That's what I mean. I don't think that she wants to follow I don't think she wants to be seen following in his footsteps. She wants to stand on her own two feet. And she doesn't want the people to think that the reason why she's doing as well as she's doing is because she's dating him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She wants to make her own name. I would say, Linda, that's safe to say. I think the moment he decides... I mean, it, it's as if she said to him while they're walking up you know, up the aisle, you know, keep it low-key, 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 you know, I'm your mm-hmm. girlfriend. Like, just... And what does he do? He blows up her spot the other way. Yeah. <laughs> and and what and the reason it was really funny uh, when we watched the episode "Significant Lover" is because they were trying to define well what what am I to you kind of a thing, almost like a child's you know. Right. He you, said that he's like, "What do you want me to call you?" He my said, "Do you want me to call you? You're you're my mate, <laughs> like, my mate, my partner, my significant lover, my girlfriend." Yeah. He doesn't understand the actual actualities that she's trying to convey, like. Yeah, I think that he doesn't understand that she obviously wants to be with him, but she doesn't want people to think that she's with him just to move ahead in her career. Yeah, but on a comedic standpoint, us watching as the viewers, it was so great. I watched it about three times, especially that scene, because when he goes, "I somebody's so important, and you're thinking for sure it's like the Pope, you know, and the way he j- jazzes it up, you're like, the person, and the, we're, we're all here in this room for this amazing person. And when he said significant lover, and then I think there's a clip of Gloria and Thomas, and they're like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the uncomfortableness. Well, I, I, because she, he mentioned her, Haley, over the Pope, and the Pope was sitting right there. Then he was like, oh, basically, shout out to the Pope, like, thanks for coming. Yeah. Instead of making yes. it a big deal about the Pope. Which I, I thought that was funny, too. It was like, the Pope was like the n- literally not important at yeah. all. Yeah, not as important as highly, highly. Highly retilage, which, by the way, the Pope wasn't as important, unfortunately, because we, we look at a, a holy rats uh, begins to take place. Um, we had we had heard in episodes before that the rats were there. Everyone sort of ignored the maintenance request. Mm-hmm. And it was the scene. It was the scene. That that was it, right? So the roof starts literally collapsing. And on their biggest night where they finally got the Pope in, it was a disaster. But I thought it was really funny the way uh, it was expressed. Because it was right when Thomas said, I'm going to leave his music uh, uh, director. And I'm going to go work on my own project. Right. It was like, Gloria... Uh, one of the things I love about watching this show is the great Bernadette Peters and her Gloria character. She, it's glorious, right? And she was like, my gosh, have I conducted my way back into a successful symphony? You know, like, it just so fun. At the height of that is when he hits her with the news, and it's just one problem after the next, right. after the next. 
and I just, I just, I have to watch it two or three times on the, on the Amazon because it is so funny. It you was know? very funny. And then when she's like, basically, you made this happen because you said that you were leaving. Yeah. And it all comes crashing down. Yeah. And then we it's move hilarious. on. We move on to the scene where she's like, uh, I think she's using the F word a couple times. F this, F that, and then she. It, it's really cool because it is very reminiscent, reminiscent of how it works sometimes, where you have to mix your your trials to how you're going to, you know, talk with your investors the next day or whatnot. And, um, she, she's F this, F this. And what was the word? How does she twist that? Um, it's fantastic or something. Yeah. yeah, Something of that nature. Um, but what's really cool is we get to get uh, a little Mase Oka, uh, Oka, I'm sorry, uh, as Mr. Fukumuro, who's going to continue on as the investor. Mm -hmm. Um, it takes a liking though, to, um, our, our dear, um, I, the name escapes me. Our dear uh, elderly uh, the basis, Spitfire. The, uh, Oboeth. Yeah, yeah. Oboeth. I, I shut my computer down, but we all know. Uh, mm -hmm. And I was, I was wondering if she was going to get a lot of screen time, you know, in these next episodes. I like her. She's funny. Yeah. And if she has to go on a date with him, you know, to keep investment. But it seems like she wants to go. I think she liked it. I think she liked the attention. Yeah, I got to rephrase my words. I don't mean to keep investment. I mean... You know, there was an interest there. Yeah, I think there was an interest. And I think that they had similar similar things in common. And I love the fact that she just automatically started speaking Japanese. And you learned a little bit more about her character uh, spending a year abroad. Um, so I thought that was, it was a good little scene. Especially her because she's always been the badass. You know, remember in seasons past, you know, she said stuff to Haley like, no, you're never going to make it. Right. And Haley's like, I can't understand why you would say that and yeah but that was all out of fear ronnie she was she, you know she was getting older and then there's this young talented person and she was fearful that she's going to be replaced i will sort of disagree i don't think it was out of maybe okay can i say i don't think it was out of just fear i think it was also i think she she adopted this thing that no one's going to give her anything uh Bet, betty's her name betty Crag, 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 cragswell cragwell uh, and anyways um, she adopted this thing where no one is going to give her anything. No one's given her anything. And I think she just wanted to be extra hard towards Haley, not to necessarily intimidate her or scare her, but to let her know, and if you want respect with me, you're going to have to earn it. If, if, is that fair to say? That's kind of I mean, how I saw I, it. I, I think that that's a, a definite point, and I think that that's probably true. But I, I also am going to stick with my point saying that, <laughs> it, you know, think about being in – in your job for 30 years and all of a sudden a millennial comes in yeah. and is going to do your job, you're going to be fearful because you're going to think that you're, you're out of there, right? Cause yeah. they're coming in for maybe half the pay and, and don't have the same experience as you. So oh, yeah. I think that, you know, we're, we both, I think both of those things could be right. Fearful, angered or whatnot. And, and, but, but, but from what it was, it's always made her a meaner character, you know, mm -hmm. so to speak, but fun to watch. Um, it was really fun, like you say, to, to see where she's going to go in this engagement with uh, Mr. Fukumuro. And um, the only downside to their meeting was that he uh, insisted that Rodrigo would do the Requiem, which is not anything that Rodrigo ever wanted to touch, I guess. Yeah, but is that a downside? Oh, because he was being pushed? Yeah, because it's something that he hasn't done. So I think that Rodrigo... Oh, that's a good perspective. Ro Rodrigo <laughs> thrives when he's challenged a little bit. But he didn't look like he was thriving, though. But he hasn't done it yet. No, but I'm saying like he didn't react as such. As as see that it's funny because I took that as a negative thing. Like oh, it's gonna. And but it's great because you took it as a positive thing. Like oh, he's never done it. He's now being pushed as a reason to do it. Right. I didn't take it that way. That's okay. so fun. I think that was great. 
But I, I thought it was more damaging a little bit because he wasn't prepared for the timing and now he's doing the children's orchestra. Yeah, but he's and, not doing anything right now. This is what, uh, between this and the ballet, because he hasn't done that ballet thing either where they're going to have no audience, right? Yeah, no, I mean, it's true. I just, I feel like, I don't know. I guess I just didn't look at it like that. So okay. I, I, I didn't look at it. And I guess I'll use that as applicable to my own life, too. When something comes to me or you or whatever, you know, just because it is something that is uh, tons of roadblocks, it's not actually a bad thing, if, especially artistically. Right. However, artistically, it may be because um, and we'll get to this later, later in the episode he feels that the Requiem piece itself is it doesn't speak to him. So maybe that's where I'm going with, too. Requiem mm. represents something bad. We'll get into that a okay. little bit later. Let's briefly, because I just thought this was such... I loved all the... Is it Igor or Egon? Egon, Egon. Uh, 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 scenes. I absolutely loved their uh, creative dance. Uh, how did you take to that? I thought it was fantastic. It was very... It was, like, beautiful. I would never have thought to have almost, like, spoken words translated into ballet and to be able to do that like what an amazing gift yeah and who better to be the vehicle of the emotion for this interpretive dance than rodrigo de souza mm-hmm, absolutely and i love the way he received from it too um he gained a lot of perspective yeah you could tell that he was completely inspired by them which is the only thing rodrigo stands for it's mm-hmm. like if i'm not like Invested. I think he had a scene later on. They're getting a like a, a little hot dog, and they're talking about um, just just I guess commercialism and you know what is expected mm-hmm. and why just just having that heart to heart, which they both understand. And I think Egon stated like, "Oh well, you could, we could put this into the Faust piece. All of these emotions." So. Gosh, that's similar to what you're saying is take all that stuff and you know let it fly in the work. So. Yeah. Which oftentimes people we see in the careers and stuff, they don't do it. We see a lot of musicians now, like they don't just focus on the work, they focus on the drama too. So right. this, is a, this is a whole different uh, uh, angle for sure. Um, we talk about commercialism, uh, Haley and Rodrigo talking about the Caroline Shaw. Um, they're in bed, ending the episode for the most part. Um, I love the exchange. I feel like it's very natural and healthy for them to express their issues. Um, any thoughts there? No, I think that that was a good moment where you're starting to see like they are really coming together as a couple and Haley's really trying to communicate with him. You know, I think he's starting to get it almost more so than him. Like, like like, I get worried about him. Yes. Ending her every, because he loves her so much. Yes. That's my only issue. Um, but going off what I was (laughs) saying, it's funny because I was like, yes. And yes, (laughs) you, you did, you did it. Okay. So you know how it works. Um, Thoughts on how the episode ended, and I, I love when I watch an episode like this and I see um, what we saw and how it you know created this really dark space for Rodrigo. He does hear the coughing outside. He's been seeing uh, Mozart in a couple of the other episodes too. But tell me how you how you gathered that scene. Um, I thought that it was interesting that Mozart came back to him at that moment because. I feel like every time Mozart comes to him, he's at a crossroads in his creative ability. So I think that hearing the coughing and then what happens to Mozart, him him dying and not being the muse, was really representative of where Rodrigo is right now. Like, he's not creating right now. Mm. He's not working on anything. Yes, he has his youth group um, and he's and the ballet thing that's coming up and then... 
Um, but he hasn't been working like on a regular basis creatively. Like, what is he birthing? I think of like season one and season two. He was constantly working and mm. constantly creating and really thinking outside of the box. And we just really haven't seen that in this season yet. No, I, I, I could agree. I think I was a little dumbfounded or like left wondering why when Mozart did his last words before he, you know, hung his head. And I guess that was it for him was do, don't do the Requiem. Like, so that was a weird thing. Like, how does Rodrigo supposed to, you know, react to that? You know, his last uh, vision is that he's being told don't do it. And But why? Well, I took it as the significance of how Rodrigo said that that piece wasn't really the piece that was the strongest because he was because Mozart was uh, dying at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I th- I thought it was a reflection of like the piece not being maybe the right pe- the right uh, bit of work. I don't know if that's the answer. I just it was I was yeah, left. No, I feel like I feel like that it could be the right piece because because it wasn't finished and because it wasn't the strongest piece that that's where Rodrigo can put his spin on it, his take on it, and and elevate it. That's how I took it. So you think that he should always go for it, even if it's not? I think he should go for it if it speaks to him. Yeah, but that's the thing I'm worried about. I don't think it is right now. I mean, right in this moment. Yeah, but I don't think that we know that because he hasn't been working <laughs> on anything, so nothing is really speaking to him besides this ballet piece. Or besides Haley Rutledge, right, okay? Right, he's in his love, his love mode. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's a fair assessment of uh, that episode. I uh, just wanted to check in with the booth. How are we doing in the, over there, Bree? Just checking in with you. I always Brie is our engineer and she does all the scheduling. I always think Brie, you would love this show because you you tend to love a lot of the artistic stuff. I would wonder a question to you: What would you do if you had something that was being told of you to do creatively, like within you know your creative endeavors, but then your your the pit of your stomach um, said no, or you got a vision that said no? That's what our our main character Rodrigo went through this episode. I just wondered how you would try to deal with that. I think as a as a creative person, you kind of always have to go with your heart and your gut instinct with things because that's what's going to come across to other people in art. If it speaks to you, if you have passion for it, if it's really, <coughs> you know, talking to you, then other people are going to see that through your work. And if it's just something you're doing because you have to do it or something you're doing because you're being told to do it, then that's when it can't connect with people. So ultimately about connecting. Yeah, I think that's what Rodrigo does, and that's that's why it was a pivotal ending of that episode. Well, thank you, Bree. I just wanted to check in, because I know Bree is very artistic, and she has a lot of great passions, too. So Absolutely. I'm, I could not imagine she's not went through these journeys in right. her life, too. Right. Um, let's get into the next episode, which is going to be episode number four. Um, this is An Honest Ghost. Uh, did you have any initial thoughts on this episode? Um, um, I thought it went in a completely different direction than... than I I don't know what I was expecting, but I love that he visited this really crazy off the wall collector. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that uh, Haley got to meet these really inspiring women. So yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, it, it I almost felt like there was going to be an issue at the beginning, and with well, starting off, we we because we we see Rodrigo talking to Mozart, and you know that being the end, and how devastating that is. So then we start with the next episode where Rodrigo's sort of trying to understand things and he's trying to speak upon these things. And unfortunately, it wasn't like Haley didn't care, but she was too busy for him. I'm just, I'm not saying I'm like looking for a problem, but I was a little worried that 
would that create? Because she even said, oh, I'd love to talk to you about this, but I have this, 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 and this. And it just made me think, Rodrigo's got this, 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 and this to do. She's got this, this, But he didn't really have this, this, and this to do. He wants to, he wanted to find um, an item that, um, what's his face? Yeah, no, but not at this point. At this point, I don't, or at least in my interpretation, in this point, he's still, from Mozart, at this point, he's still just trying to resolve like like his feelings and 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 the vision he got with Mozart. It just I'm I'm not saying I'm like jumping for a problem, but I'm you know. Yeah, I, I mean I don't know. I guess I took it a different way. I think that uh, it piggybacks off of what happened in the last episode, where she wants to stand on her own two feet. And yes, she's in a relationship with Rodrigo, but she said from the beginning that she wants to be able to do this on her own. So right. yet you're, what I saw was Rodrigo was, you know, being the creative visionary talker that he was, that he always is. And she was like, no, I have some real life stuff to do. Like I can't uh, sit here and talk about your, fake muse or not your fake muse but your your you know your Mozart that you talk to like I have to go and do this I have to do this I have right. to do this I have to do this and those are really tangible things so I didn't take it like I don't have time for you I took it like I have to get these things done cuz I guess I'm going to get these things done I guess essentially too if you stop for every time Rodrigo had a vision a calling <laughs> some type of we need to go buy you know, uh, yeah. baked goods and 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 bake them to, in order to be connected spiritually. He's a, he's that guy. So I guess you're right. She does have to have still a focused agenda. But I I was excited though that um, she did get the call and this opportunity to be scouted by the biggest uh, you know con- this conductor's contest and yeah. to be scouted. And I thought it was great. I was I was really happy. Like I said, I wasn't really necessarily worried that they were going to be too busy for each other but i was really happy this was a unified thing uh he asks nicely why didn't you tell me um but you know she just continued to let him know i, I want to do this on my own big moment i thought yeah it absolutely was and congrats to her because that was a big thing she put a lot of work into it um earlier in this episode you were not this episode but our episode you were talking about um i can't remember what recall but something about when you get older or age something something did you say something all age ages no uh, you don't have to. I said a lot of things. Okay, you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to re. Anyways, I know there was something we were both talking about that had to do with age and getting older, this, that, and the other. And one of the things I've said, even in our other after show, that I love about a lot of these characters, um, whether it's Betty Craig, Craig, Craig as well, <laughs> or Thomas or Cynthia, is that idea of you getting older and like you know what is next for you you know like you, oh now i remember what it was when the millennial comes you know up and takes the, the the job i just love what they're doing with thomas i love this piss and vinegar he has he's always had it um and where he's finding his his calling you know in this his second act that's what it is I his love second it. Act and, and his second act is not as uh, in the box as his first act, and I think that he loves that. I think that he loves the fact that he's going to be able to be 
truly creative again yeah it'll take some bumps along the road of course he's wanted to walk out of it or whatever but what a what a pivotal moment i thought i love the way he was uh explaining that beethoven was a really uh great inspiration to him because i think it was like uh you know because beethoven wanted to start the fire you know like he mm-hmm. I, I was talking about the f key and why that was used so much it was it was basically you know all these other composers you know keep things simple is, is how he took it but Beethoven, he'd challenge and challenge and challenge, and that's that's Thomas through and through. Right, because he's trying to challenge his new symphony to do better and be better. Yeah. And that, I think that was fantastic. And so they have this, like, almost like a, what is it, a stomp, you know, <laughs> kind of like with the tin, you know, yeah. the trash can. There, It's kind of like a... Find your instrument. Yeah, I think there was a moment where he told the, the uh, percussion, percussion, just... Go find, yeah, yeah, yeah. Find your instrument, yeah. 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 Very good. Um, And I think it sounds beautiful. I think it's shot beautifully. Mm -hmm. Um, um, I would love to do more research on that space, too, to find out. Yeah, where is that? I I believe it's on White Avenue, so it must be, they said it was Queens. It might be like through Flatbush. No, that's Brooklyn. I'm not really sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. But very cool, and I like the element of it, too. You have people like Cynthia who come in and say, gosh, I had to take three trains to get here. So, there's a bit of that, like, you know, it's a different world, yet it's such a close world and what yeah. he can do with that. You right. Know? And then and the motorcycle, I thought that was a really cool, not prop, but something yeah. cool to bring in to say music is everywhere, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. And you wouldn't think like just, you know, the the engine of a, a motorcycle could be so inspiring. Yeah. You know? This is gonna sound so corny, but I, uh, I mean, I don't say I don't want to say that I've been trying to do this because then if I haven't put the proper work in, so I don't want to, you know, say it without putting the proper work. But I've been trying to make steps to learn learn to meditate a, a smidge, and I maybe not even meditate officially. That's why I said I don't want to diminish it. But I going off your point with where you could find things. The other day I was sitting in the traffic, and it always drives me crazy. And I found I was like trying to find the perfect song or the perfect Spotify. And I was like getting more negative, frustrated energies. And then I decided to like turn all music off and have the windows down. And at the very first moment I did that, it was so silent mm. and it was like almost creepy up until it started sounding like, and then like I'd heard like other, you know, rhythmic, you know, sounds. I mean, I was super corny, and maybe I was just in a really good space mentally, but that's... that's it's not really corny. It's exactly what we're saying. Like, you can find music anywhere. You can find the rhythm of the universe wherever you are, really, if you think about it. Yeah, and too many times on these great television programs, you know, no diss to every other television program, you don't get to, you don't get to follow that you know, that path on, mm. a, on a television program. But Amazon's Mozart in the Jungle sure does do that. Thank you very much, and I love it. Okay, Thomas <laughs> is awesome. Um... Hey, let's see. We've got uh, Rodrigo waiting tables. They're sort of trying to um, pick another music conductor in true Rodrigo form. Mm-hmm. He could give a care about that. Uh, but what is important to him is to catch a vision. And then he catches the vision. Mm-hmm. And that was through hearing the grandmother speak. And then it was something along the lines of you have to have something from Mozart or mm-hmm. something from the past. That he's touched yeah. Or owned. And and what you said opening this episode, you love that they chose that place and found that that beautiful location. Yeah, I I mean, it was very it was beautiful. That's yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was beautiful. Um now they go there. Let me see, I wanna just make sure we don't miss anything specifically. Go ahead. What else I liked about it is I liked that he brought Haley with him because Haley was gonna to show that she can be inspired in other ways as well and that she can get work done 
in other ways without just like being on the grind. So I thought that was important because sometimes you just need to be inspired and yeah. inspiration then allows you to get back on track to what you want to do or achieve. It came at the best time too, because that's when she was having her heart to heart. It's funny because two heart to hearts happen very, very uh, in a close proximity. You have, Gloria Windsor, who does an amazing job at like knowing how to talk to Rodrigo, mm -hmm. you know, ab about the piece. And then at that moment, he knows what he needs to do. He goes to see Haley. And then Haley is also having another heart to heart with Lizzie. And Lizzie just kind of says, like, orbit or not, he's your guy. Because in this episode, we learn that Haley could no longer get uh, the guidance through Thomas Pembridge because he's going to be on the judging panel. Mm -hmm. So, um, orbit or not, you know, what did you think about Lizzie giving that opinion? Well, I think that uh, Lizzie has given her great advice in the past. I don't know if she should necessarily uh, have Rodrigo be the one that is her trainer in this situation because I think that she really does want to stand on her own two feet. And I'm not sure if Rodrigo is going to be able to separate his love for her and inspiring her career. Do you know what I mean? Like, can you separate the two? Like, this conductor conference or contest is a big deal to her. Would you be? Would he be able to guide her without just being, oh, I just love you, I just love you? I don't know if he can. I think yeah. that he's in. He's really in that relationship mode. Like in uh, episode four three, it's funny. I wrote this down. Um, he's like, you're my way. So not only are you my girlfriend, you're my way, mm. which to me meant like, you're my everything. Yeah. Um, and I think that her mindset is in a little bit of a different place right now. Yeah. Her mindset is in a, I'm this aged person and I need to achieve this by this age. Yeah. He's in a place where I, I love, I don't know what episode specifically you're referring to, but I, I loved the episode when they're at her parents house they're outside and you just got a, a sight of rodrigo saying but why couldn't north carolina work for us like those are like those big moments so mm -hmm. you're right how do you put those bits of conversation of this new rodrigo into we have to win rodrigo you know as as somebody who is to help her very confusing but that's why going to uh this this location was was amazing um so yes we went to go see morton norton mm -hmm. <laughs> um so the the music ephemera like the largest location or whatnot so um fun 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 mm -hmm. fun fun scenes i thought i thought they were fun too i thought they um the character i don't know his name but he played it really well. It was just so over the top, which you would expect it to be. And I also love to watch this show and just constantly be, uh, you know, educated by all of these different um, different pieces of work as well. That's yeah. the, I, I feel like I could just continuously want to learn more. Yeah. Um, we're gonna we, we of course mix a little bit of that uh, with uh, an, a newer emotion with Haley because Haley now has her own vision. Lo and behold. Did but you she, see that? But she's had visions in the past um, seasons. She had visions last season. Remember when she was on the the pier mm -hmm. and this uh, Mozart's sister came to yes, her? Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Um, but this was more elaborate, which I thought was fun. Well, this one, yeah. What, okay, the greatest thing I thought was like, We've been seeing all of Rodrigo's stuff, and then we see her, but it was like also about the women too, like the dialogue, the narrative, the mm -hmm. the kind of how Lizzie suggested, 
hey, do, you should do, you know, uh, female composers. And that's where uh, her um, interest with Caroline Shaw had sort of begun. But it was it was so beautiful to see all of these, um, you know, legends, you know, to talk about the pieces that they've worked on, you know, 300 years ago, or not even 300 years ago, you know, but no one's worked on them in all these times. And the limitations women had then versus now. Uh, did I catch that the right way? I mean, Absolutely. I, I really, as a as a viewer, you know, I, I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I thought that that was uh, powerful to see how much women have contributed to the music community and maybe we don't necessarily talk about it enough. And I thought it was a powerful moment for Haley because for the past two episodes and what I continue to say is that she's trying to do this on her own and these women are supporting her dream and, and saying that she can do it, but she's also teaching them like, Hey, you got to, like, I didn't have a conductor stick. I had to make my own. You have your own conductor stick. Like just, they, they learned from each other and they uh, were empowering for each other. So I thought that that was a beautiful scene for her. And it was the reassurance she needed. I think that was also another decision that Haley needed to make, which was what piece am I going to choose? And I think from the conversation with the women, it was it was more about I'm going to do what speaks to me. This is a common thread we've been talking about. Yeah. Um, and less about like arcing it to be good for the competition. And I think it was like if they don't like it, then they don't – Yeah. you know, I don't need to – She wants it to be her and, and she wants to be, you know – to her authentic, true self. Yeah. That saying. Uh, before we talk about them being outside uh, together and having their their little moment, uh, do we want to make any comments on the beautiful performance with Thomas's uh, group there? Um, everyone seemed to love it. Uh, Gloria was there. Lizzie was there. Cynthia was performing. But I don't think Cynthia's supposed to perform. No, remember she took her thing off, but she's like, to hell with it. Yeah, but I mean, like, technically Gloria didn't like that because could it be like some type of legal situation? Well, yeah, because remember in previous episodes, it could permanently damage her uh, wrist. And she was saying, Gloria was saying that the lawyers and such an insurance don't want to cover that, right? Yeah. So she's not supposed to be. So I think Gloria was thinking from more of like a business bottom line perspective. Gotcha. Oh, can I flash back for one second? Something that I really loved too. Uh, I, I, I loved how while Haley was trying to choose the piece and she was like adamant about even um, earlier on saying like she wanted to do Caroline Shaw's piece. She went to go outside at the uh, um, outside of her apartment. Caroline's and played her piece. For yeah, her. I, I, it just reminded me of I think season one when, when Rodrigo took them all out to I think the Bronx or something and like performed in a vacant lot and it just mm-hmm. that just that th- those aspects are the things that I fell in love with this show about initially. I mean, go after what you want by any means, right? She was told no. She was actually just like, no, we're not. She's not interested. And she still did it anyway. She took a piece that she knew that she wrote and brought it to her. I just, you know, never take no for an answer. Yeah, it was it was really cool. I, I was like, how, when chasing your dreams, how can I? Uh, yeah, how can I? How can I miss miss that? Because yeah, that was exactly one of the earlier episodes when Rodrigo did that, and it just you know the whole community loved it, and it, it just speaks volumes, you know, mm-hmm. and. We'll we'll find out, I'm sure, later where the Caroline Shaw thing is and Ends with up. Rodrigo and all that. And oh, also very good that that uh, Haley told Rodrigo, no, no, I couldn't have you talk to her. Like I needed to do this for myself. So, 
Um, any last thoughts? They're they're outside, and they're just having the moment where she's basically saying, "Yes, I want you to assist me." Um, spiritual moment, nice moment. What, what did you think about all that? Um, I f- I felt like they finally got on the same page. You know, they finally were able to be like, "Okay, this is what we're trying to do," or "This is what she's trying to do," and he heard her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he also kind of explained why he was worried about the Requiem. I mean, that's been what I've kind of gathered the whole time. But he, like, was able to communicate it to her a little bit mm. more. Um, and Haley asked Rodrigo for the help, which which was great. We discussed that. Um, but then Rodrigo gets his his next calling. So now Mozart is his calling. Take it away. What did you, what did you what gather? What do you mean by that? Well, his next vision or his next... Uh, well, he he goes in and he uh, he hears the music that Haley doesn't hear. He steps away and mm-hmm. and sees uh, uh, Mr. Smiles, <laughs> Liberace, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I think that that's just uh, him being re inspired again, mm-hmm. right? His muse is back in a different way. Mm-hmm. Oh, so maybe that's the, how I took it. Speaking to the, the different parts of yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like it. I like it. Well, that unless you have anything you want to cover further on no i think i think i I think that's enough for the because that's where they left us we i don't know about you but we have been just watching the episodes as we go yes because we're trying not to cheat yeah so i feel like people who are viewing our show who have seen them all they're like but why aren't they mentioning right that you know they probably have some caroline shop payoff i have only watched episode four so i need to know what's going to happen next uh with that said let's go into predictions Ooh, what predictions do i have and now, After Buzz TV predictions. There it is. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions are brought to you by Conversations with Maria Menounos, which you can check out on iTunes for free, gratis, amazing. Uh, what did you predict, or what will you predict, or what do you even just want to see? In, in uh, I want to see Rodrigo actually do... Uh, the Requiem and make it amazing. Mm. I want to see uh, Haley win this competition, but with like, I don't know, like a special twist. It can't Mm. just be like, oh, you're a great conductor. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Would you be okay if she didn't win and she almost failed, but by failing she... Found something else. Yeah, that'd in be her. Maybe I kind of. I feel like what well, what a hater, but I feel like well, and I also feel like the shows have been going very like up the ladder in a good way. You know, I feel like something needs to. I did. Yeah, but suge- she's had so much happen to her already. You know. No, I I do want her to win. Okay, let's think of some problematic things. <laughs> could somebody be feeling left out? Like, could Rodrigo feel like you know it's not my time? I mean, something has to happen. Yeah, I don't know what it's going to be yet. I think maybe it's going to be. Uh, with Gloria and maybe, um, why am I blanking? But with the lady, with oh, the rest, Cynthia. Cynthia, yeah, yeah. Like maybe there's going to be some animosity there or some troubles there, right? Legal troubles. Okay, okay, I like that. Um, what do I think is going to happen? Um, I definitely want to know what's going to happen with Cynthia because she, like I said, embodies that whole thing that I talk about. Like, you know, when you get older, like, what what, what do you do? You know, and it speaks to her. She's don't know where to go. Um, but maybe some romance for her would be fantastic. Um, 
And I don't know what I storyline I want for Gloria, but I'm just like I feel like every bit that we're getting of Gloria, I just my eyes light up like this. Like, well, I love the relationship she's in right now, right? I think that that has changed, softened her a little bit as well. With Thomas, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see more of that. Would you be okay with them not going all the way or having issues, or do you like them together? Generally, I like them, to, I like them together. Yeah. Now, Bunny was in the episode, one of the earlier episodes. Was wasn't Bunny originally with Thomas? Bunny, no, Thomas was married. But I thought it was just, oh, okay, with someone else. I was, because Bunny seemed familiar and I was like trying to go back because Thomas has been with Cynthia. I thought it was Bunny, but, and (laughs) so they've all dated a lot of these people. This is turning into like Melrose Place. Uh, Well, I mean, they're together. I think that that happens when you're always together with the same people. Oh. And have the same kind of journey. Yeah. I was going to say one part of my prediction and we'll wrap up here um, uh, in a second. A distance or scheduling, that might be a problem that we're going to start to see. Hmm. Because they all, they're all doing creative projects, all doing creative endeavors. Um, you know, whether Lizzie, where she's going to go, I know she's not a huge portion of it, but something might happen in that way that causes a little bit of uh, you think chaos. So? Yeah, ske- okay. because think about it within you and your friends too. I, I'm not 1,000% sure on your all your creative endeavors, but I know lots of them. And, you know, what if something is going good with your personal relationships, but, you know, you've got to travel or someone else comes into town, you know, stuff like that might, That's um, fair. Uh, you know, hit in on that, you know, creativity versus passion. Yeah. That's uh that's it for me. <laughs> That's it for me too then. Okay, cool. Um uh Bree, we're gonna wrap up the show now, so I guess I'll just look at this camera and say I'm Ronnie Jr. My social media is gonna be at randomly RJ and I am Linda is so girly all across social media. If you guys wanna continue this conversation, please do hit me up. Yeah, and contribute on the uh, commentary or whatever. You could one of the big questions I always ask is what is it that you love about this show and what would you like to see next? Too? Awesome. Absolutely. Right. Cool. After Buzz TV, that's it. Thanks. Bye guys. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you, you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.